centuries, mankind has been fascinated with realms outside of our conscious awareness. Through a series of interviews with practitioners, guest speakers, and experts, Liberate the podcast covers all that and more, from health and holistic healing to the supernatural. We aim to educate, motivate, inspire, and liberate your consciousness. Liberate the podcast. Today we have a guest that's going to be doing some classes with us coming up. Uh, her name is Addie and she specializes in runes. She also makes amazing YouTube videos. So after this, you might want to watch some of those, teach you a little bit about <laughs> runes. But we'll hear a little bit about you and, you know, so tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, so I'm Addie and um, I have a YouTube channel where I teach people about paganism, many different facets of paganism, while also diving into making runes, um, how to cast them, and everything that comes uh, with that. Okay, yeah. so runes. Let's uh, let's start with the basics. Okay, uh-huh. so some people you, you might have heard of runes. Some people they they don't know anything about them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I I know that they're a form of divination. So let's take it from there. Besides a form of divination, where do they come from? What are they? You know, let's talk a little bit about it. So, yeah, runes are an ancient form of divination, like you said, um, but they also have various um, different kinds of runes. There are um, the Anglo-Saxon runes, which are called the Fudark, or Fudork, sorry, uh, the Norse runes, which are called the Fudark, and then the um, Icelandic or younger Fudark, which is like a smaller version of them. So there's okay. different versions, and they also have variations of them and additions, and some of them can kind of mean the same thing, but also have different meanings um, depending on what they are and which system they come from. Okay, and so these are these are symbolisms mm-hmm. that are uh, like hieographic, like symbols that are pictographic, etched, yeah, yeah, that are etched into various surfaces, and people use them and, and pick from them. So mm-hmm. what is like the standard? How many runes normally come in a set? So one set for the uh, Fudork or the Anglo-Saxon version is 29 runes. The um, Elder Fudark is um, the Norse runes, which are 24, and then the Icelandic, I think, are 16. I haven't really worked with those. Uh, okay. But yeah. So let's talk about the ones that you do work with. Why did <laughs> you get into doing or, or studying runes and working with them? Okay, because I mean, there's so many different forms of divination yeah. and you know, why why runes and what drew you to them and then, you know. For me, I was kind of a weirdo in school, so <laughs> I was one of those kids that, w- my friend actually and I had this thing where we would write notes to each other um, in like runic forms. We didn't really know what they were, we were just like, hey, like let's do this and see what's up. And we were just like making these um, notes and nobody knew what they meant and we were like, oh, we're so cool, we don't, you know, nobody can read our notes. And then I learned later on that they were runes. And I thought, you know what, I'm using these, why don't I learn about them and see what's up? And then I realized that, you know, they're a form of divination, you can cast them and figure out your future, divine your future. And you can also cast them out into the world in order to create or manifest or gain anything that you're looking um, for um, with any type of rune that you can do. Talk to me a little bit more about that. So what do you mean by cast out into the world? So for me, um, I'm actually better at doing this because um, I'm not necessarily an intuitive, meaning someone that can um, hear messages from other beings or other worlds or anything. I'm more of a person that can um, create something out of nothing. So um, you can use any type of rune that you want to create anything that you want. So if there's something like a relationship that you want to um, develop, 
You can use a rune such as Gufu, which is a rune of gifts and of relationships. And um, if you want to have happiness in your life, you can use the rune one, which is um, a rune of joy and things that you want and gain, want to gain in your life and things like that. So um, you can either... When you say use, like, how do you use the rune? So you can either make them um, into your own, like, runic little um, rune staff, which is can be made out of wood or you can etch it into clay and like you know make your own little mold of it or you can even like I do which is like the easiest thing in the world is put it or cast it onto a mirror just draw it say a little bit of golder which is like the speech the mm -hmm. um the act of empowering the rune and um you can say anything like hey you know help me with this one thing or I really need this influence of this rune for this one specific thing that I want or need in my life and that's a way of casting it out into the universe and for the universe to give you that gift of um, the rune's influence. Okay, and so the rune's influence, where do you think that that comes from? Do you think that that's like on an energetic level? Is that tapping into more like, uh, you know, different dimensions? Like what, what is it in your belief of where is that power coming from and how is that symbol being utilized? I think it comes from um, the connection with the um, gods that are um, in tune with the runes. Like Odin or Woden, as he's called in the Anglo-Saxon um, runic lore, um, he is the creator of the runes. He's the one that discovered the runes after hanging himself on the world tree. And after that point, he um, created the wisdom and power of the runes and helped people to um, feel closely connected to them. Mm -hmm. So in a way, like it's all of the gods and goddesses that um, are believed to have influenced the runes or have influence with the runes. So you connect with not only that, but also your internal power. Okay. Runes are also a part of you in a way, um, a part of your word or the web of the word, like everyone's decisions that they have and created that have unfolded in their lives, um, which creates their, or sorry, their orle also creates their word, which is um, orle meaning um, that which has become, that which okay. that is which will become, which is like everything that has happened in your life that has shaped who you are. Okay. So everything that you've done in your life and everything that is unfolding in your life kind of has this connection to everything else in the world and everyone else. And all of that helps you to become in tune with your own powers and with the powers of the runes as well. Love that. Yeah, so it's like, there's a lot of stuff that goes on with it. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, yeah, tapping in and creating that and also that unconscious belief, right, mm -hmm. too, of like you see it, you're putting it out, you're speaking it, you're claiming that it's important, right? Exactly. And all of those factors into it. Uh, do you think they kind of work a little bit like how Reiki symbols do? Uh, actually, I don't know too much about Reiki, and um, I've always wanted to learn, but um, Reiki is more so about the um, connection that you have with someone in that moment, right, when you're... Well, no, there, there's, uh, in some, uh, as you go through the Reiki, you get symbols, mm -hmm. and so these symbols, they actually, you draw them on somebody's body to help, huh. like, or you draw them in the air to help you kind of harness that energetic uh, vibration. Yeah. so that you can utilize it. So, you know, when I'm thinking about it like that. That's totally, yeah, it's very similar. With runes, you can definitely, um, uh, one thing I will be teaching in my classes is runic hand gestures. So okay. you can use a hand gesture in order to evoke that power of the rune as well without having to have a pen or having to etch it into stone or anything. So what you do is just 
draw the rune with your hands okay. and then say the golder or say something that you think will help you influence that rune and kind of contemplate that rune happening or working for you. And yeah, that's definitely very similar. Very, very similar. And so then you said they can also be used for divination. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. so divination for those people as a, you know, learning about your future, understanding, you know, like uh, kind of fortune telling in a way, but right. also clarity and awareness and empowerment. And, you know, so how do you use them for that? So for that, there are a couple of different charts. Um, the most popular, I think, are the seven rune readings and the um, the three rune. The three rune reading is a very simple reading where it's like past, present, future. Okay. And then the seven rune reading, kind of like tarot cards, is like a little cross chart where it will tell you the future, your influences, the negative influences, the positive influences, things coming from the above and the below with your ancestors mm -hmm. and with the gods and all of that that influence what's happening in your present day and your word at the moment. Okay. So, yeah. So, it's, it's really interesting for me. Again, like, I'm really good with the theory and practice of that, but not necessarily being able to divine my own future. I'm one of those people that I always kind of, like, want to pretend that something is that it isn't in okay. a div divination. So, I kind of... Um, I kind of think of more so what I want rather than what is being told to me yeah. in divination. So I like to teach people that um, they need to be able to connect with what's happening and mm -hmm. what messages are being taught. Yeah, um, because, so it's really important. Because even if we get information, we're, we're still, you know, uh, the 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 head of our own ship, right? And oh so, yeah. You know, just because somebody tells you something's going to happen or going to be a certain way doesn't mean that it, that needs to be that way. It can yeah, change. It exactly. can change for the positive or the negative. If you hear something and then you just give up on working towards something because you're like, oh, well, it's destined. Well, you probably just got your destiny to do something else. Exactly. Or vice versa, if, like there's something that you're hearing that's really you know, negative in a way, quote unquote, nothing's really negative because we're, they're just lessons and, exactly. you know, furthering our development mm -hmm. and giving us some muscles. But, you know, if we hear something like that, you can shift it. So I like the, that your approach that when you're doing a reading for somebody mm -hmm. that you're like, okay, well, what is it that you're wanting to speak into existence or create from this? Yes. You know? Yes. Okay. And that's really important because we always have a way of shifting our focus. We always have a way of changing our future. The messages, messages that we get, we can always understand them and believe them and everything, but we always have the choice to change them if we want to. But we also have to note that if we change it, then good or bad can happen. You never really know. Yeah. Well, I, I don't like to say bad. It's, it's going to be a lesson. Lesson. It's so funny because I'm that type of person where it's, <laughs> I'm always telling people, my friends are always like, oh, so here she goes with the lessons. Everything in our lives is something that is going to teach us. Anyone that comes into our lives are there for a reason. They're teaching yeah. us certain things. Even if it's like a negative relationship or something like that, it's there to teach us something about ourselves and for us to grow from that moment yeah. in order to really, really, really figure out what we're here to do and why we're doing so, so many different things. Exactly, I love that. <laughs> and so, you know, a large part of your work is teaching, mm -hmm. right? And so you <clears throat> teach people about taking this what started as this adolescent, you know, Fun, note, note writing for <laughs> Morse code in a way, you know, secret passages of, of notes to 
you know, really diving in and learning the belief system and the power behind it and the wisdom that is there. And now you share that with others. And mm-hmm. so um, I know that we're going to have you teach yeah. here. And so can you tell us a little bit about your courses that you teach and, you know, what people get out of them and learn? I mean, I know that you have also videos on YouTube and other various forms that people can learn now about certain things as well. Yeah, so it's going to be a five-week course. It's going to be so fun. I can't wait. Um, it's going to be um, every week you'll kind of learn something new. And the first week is going to be us really just getting our hands dirty and creating the runes and learning the basics and the history and stuff. We're going to have a fun game afterward, kind of like a trivia game where everybody comes together and you know tries to remember everything that they learned in that day. And then each day we'll kind of go um you know with everything that you've learned in the past days or the past weeks and uh so the second week we're going to go into the ed division which is the first ed division of um of freya uh freyer sorry and uh we're going to learn more about that and also we're going to be um diving into um learning about the divination the different types of um runic charts that you can make this third week we're going to be learning about um creating your own bind runes rune staves and helms bind runes are uh, two runes combined or three or four or any amount that are combined ah. that can influence each other as well so that's going to be really cool another game with that so we're going to be doing games every night and it's going to well, be cool games are one of the strongest <laughs> ways to learn right? that's what you i'm know, saying you need to right bind in your left brain create harmony That's what I'm saying. And we're doing it all together. So it's going to be that fun aspect as well as, you know, picking each other's brains. And, you know, I'm going to be, it's kind of going to be like a trivia thing throughout as well. I want you guys to... Um, you know, go over the runic poems and things like that and kind of interpret them for yourselves first and then I'll let you know, hey, okay, this is the type of influence that really goes through, but it's always an interpretive thing. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily, yes, there are those um, moments when a rune will mean this specific thing, but it's all open to interpretation because everyone's lives are different. Everything kind of has its own way with one specific person and another. So um, I never really want to tell someone that this is definitely set in stone and this is exactly how it is because there are so many different things that happen in people's lives and situations that can influence things. Yeah, and that it gives you guidance into it and not a yeah. direct. It's even like in the tarot, you know, there's there's different, you know, this can mean this or it can mean that, but it has an energetic vibration of it, right? You know, like mm-hmm. you do a cups and the soulmate card, right? You know, so like, yeah, it could also be this deep connection or this partnership or this union, but you know, like it's a, it, how, what is going on in the person's life right. to kind of put it, but it does have an influence. So mm-hmm. each of these runes have this energetic influence and this vibration to it, or uh, this connection to you know whatever, however we want to word that. But it's allowing and teaching people to kind of. Uh, See for, be, see for themselves and, and be discerning of how that goes and mm-hmm. then as you said there, there's something when you, you do multiple rooms together mm-hmm. right so then that kind of creates a different vibration exactly and it's crazy because each of the runes rune means mystery okay. so or the word rune or runa means mystery so the runes are mysterious in their own right they have so many different meanings for some of the runes as well like one rune in one system may mean one thing but in another system it may mean another and then there's also an alternative meaning so it's kind of one of those things where it's like you have to kind of know every facet of the rune itself before you create a binary and before you invoke it in runic uh, hand gestures or anything like that too because you never know you could be influencing the wrong part of the rune Ah, so yeah so i'll be teaching a lot of that as well (laughs) 
Cool. Did you notice in our logo that we have a rune inside of it? Actually, I didn't. Now that I think about it, I have to look at your logo again. All right, you'll have to let me know. Yeah, no, that's one thing too. I see runes in a lot of different things throughout Wait, my day. There's an asymmetrical uh, innerness to the inside of the Merkaba. That's our logo, ah, and we place the rune in Merkaba. But no, no, not the Merkaba. It's we, the rune we, we, we inside. Per, we per, place a rune, and you can see that people think that it's that it's a design weirdness, but there's a rune inside of our logo. I wonder, I have a feeling it's gonna be either uh, Bayork or Burkana, or like Rad or something, so. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I have to look at this again. <laughs> I just was curious. Yeah, so in, invoking and allowing the power to, to shift and be a part of that. Um, so what do, you, what do you enjoy most about runes? The thing I enjoy most actually is something that I was um, going to dive into as well is the fact that they can constantly be seen in so many different things in your okay. lives, like your logo. And um, I'll be walking down the street and I'll just see a rune and it'll influence something that's happening in my day or tell me something that I'm going to be looking forward to in my day or something that I need to be cautious about in my day. Mm -hmm. So um, it's it's just very interesting in that sense. And also, it's just something that I've felt so connected with in my life that it's just, I, I want to be able to share it with people and I want to be able to help people understand what the, the power within them and what is just so great about them. Amazing. Now, the, I have a question that might just travel a little bit. The girl okay. that you used to pass notes with, is, is, is she also in, into runes she, nowadays? She actually... Are you still in touch? Yeah, we're still in touch, and she actually kind of, like, understands them a little better, and I was telling her, like, oh, my God, this is what we're doing. This is great. And she's like, oh, man, I had no idea. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and... And tell me a little bit more about like how you've seen it help you in your life and maybe a couple people that you've worked with, you know, so huh. you can get the, what it can do. In my life specifically, I think it's kind of helped me connect with myself okay. um, in a way. Well, yeah, because in my life, I've kind of felt like alone in the sense that like, you know, when I'm learning these things, when I'm, you know, doing things, it's kind of... Um, or when I'm learning about the craft or, yeah. you know, paganism in general, and I'm kind of solitary. I don't really have anybody else. So there are moments when, like, I'll, um, I'll have a bind rune or something that I create in order to gather more people and get them involved in what I'm also doing, and that has helped me in ways. Um, and then it, it really helped me with creating my YouTube channel. Um, you know, gathering the strength from the Ur rune, you know, or Urez, um, as some people know it, um, and invoking that rune and saying, okay, I'm going to bring whatever strength and courage I have mm -hmm. and create this thing that I have no idea how it's going to work out, but I hope it'll work out. I hope it'll help me retain this knowledge, and I hope that maybe one day somebody will be interested in what I'm interested in. And then it turned out to be this whole thing where everybody's, or not everybody, I'm not like that popular, but <laughs> where a lot of yes. people, yes, where a lot of people are resonating with it. Mm -hmm. And it's helping a lot of people. And I'm really happy to be able to do that because like at the end of the day, all I want to do is to teach and learn and learn and teach. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to be able to gather as much knowledge as I can. And if I can help someone in the littlest possible way, then it's helping me to manifest my just purpose in general, like to really just feel like I'm making a difference in a way. Beautiful. 
and some of the differences that you're making when I'm, I'm sure people have shared stories of the impact and the influence. Can, yeah. can you share a couple of those? Yeah, there are a couple people that have really come to me and said, man, you make me feel like I'm not alone. There are mm. moments in my life where like my family, they just don't understand what I'm going through or, you know, there are people that are, you know, heavy Christian families like I had in my childhood who I, you know, I still love my family, still very close to my family, but you know, I'm very different from them. Yeah. And they felt like they were completely lost. And then there was one moment when they saw a video of mine where I go through the moments that I had in my childhood where I just, you know, I didn't resonate with my family in those ways and I felt like I needed to move on to my own, um, through my own path. Yeah. And they saw this video and they were just so taken by it and they were saying how much it made them feel like they were doing the right thing with going and doing their own thing because they're seeing how it's helping me become my own person. And so that makes me feel so amazingly good because I just, I can help people just come into their own. Yeah. And bring together community too, exactly. it sounds like, because the people that are feeling that solitary kind of influence are now finding a connection. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what you do with the classes that you do when really having fun and creating games is creating yes. bonding, which is creating further connection. And so you're developing this whole little culture and community <laughs> within the rune world. And mm -hmm. you do YouTube videos and other things too. Yeah, yeah. Um, my YouTube videos are kind of expanding in so many different ways. I'm still trying to figure out my voice. Okay. Um, my, some of my videos um, go anywhere between um, Twin Flames, because mm -hmm. I'm a Twin Flame, to a reaction video to some crazy TV show like the new Sabrina the Teenage Witch <laughs> reboot uh, to alchemy. Actually, um, I'm doing a series on alchemy for my next couple of videos. So um, for myself and my own spiritual transformations and my ability to understand that um, we as people or as twin flames in general go through the alchemical processes, mm -hmm. which are seven of them. So um, for that spiritual transformation, which I'm going through right now. Let's talk um, about the seven... Seven yeah. alchemical processes. Like, yeah, you can't it's, just skip somebody a little bit like thing and then they're like, ah, you know? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> and every, and people are fascinated with Twin Flames. So you can elaborate a little bit on that, too. Well, Venus Retrograde um, in Scorpio and Libra recently have gotten me into a crazy just, you know, my whole world is kind of shifting and transforming. And I'm just like... I don't know, like I just want to curl up in a ball and just like not do anything, but it's a part of that transformative process. Yes. Um, cocooning. The, yes, cocooning <laughs> in a way. You have to change in order to grow, in order to be a better person and become the person that you're meant to truly be. And with the seven alchemical processes of um, coagulation, um, dissolution, uh, what else? There's fermentation, all of that. Uh, right now I'm going through the fermentation process, which is two steps, putrefaction, which is kind of like how with wine you um, you let it like ferment and get all gross and disgusting and everything rots and gets really gross and like, you know, you feel like nothing is really happening or you're just like kind of in a ball of this disgustingness that goes into that spiritization form of coming out of that cocoon and being that spiritualized version of yourself and realizing that things are going to be better. Things mm -hmm. are going to... I'm not there yet. 
I'm almost there. But, you know, to where it's like... I think she sees the light. Come on now. You you become that enlightened person, that enlightened part of yourself. And then in that moment, um, you move on to the next process, which is the sixth process of distillation. You distill the wine. You kind of make it into this purified form. And then at that point, you go into the last process, which is... um, now I can't remember. Um, if you go into the last process, which is kind of just like you in that whole sense of yourself, you in your full version of this purposeful person that you're meant to be. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm just like right now, there's so much going on right now that I'm overwhelmed. And that is a part of the challenge of this um, of this alchemical process. Yeah. Um, you have to go through all of these challenges. You have to go through things that punch you and kick you and everything so that you can become that person that you're truly meant to be. Yeah, it's like the hero's journey. I mean, every... The hero's every, journey, yes. You know, the, every, every story, you know, there's only seven, seven real stories that take place within the human existence and we just redo them and really do them. Being in Hollywood, oh, you'll yeah. see the same patterns <laughs> of the same stories over and over again. And the, so it's the same tales of that kind of coming to be your, you know, um, and and becoming who you're meant to be and mm-hmm. overcoming those obstacles or having, you know. Exactly. Like you see the hero in, you, in movies and things, they're always just like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, I don't want to be here. I just want to be a normal, boring person that does nothing with their lives and yada, yada. It's like living in a forest. And it's like, you know, and then they become this person that has changed the world. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're here to do in some little way, even just change the world, change someone's world. Mm-hmm. And we, you change know, change our world, change you know? our world. Yeah. And we have to go through these processes. And it's one of those things, you know, I'm going through that right now. And I'm, you know, again, just keep telling myself, like, it's I'm here for a reason. I'm doing this for a reason. And I'm here to help anyone that's also going through the craziness. <laughs> it has been a craziness. I mean, how many retrogrades did we have this year already? Ah. You know, like, so it's definitely, you know, ah. but uh, with that being said, you know, you mentioned a little bit also that you were going through with all the retrogrades and the different planets and Jupiter and Scorpio and all the things that are going on. But you also mentioned something twin front name. So, yeah. so uh, you know, I know a lot of people have expressed interest in learning about that, so mm-hmm. I know that you it, might as well tap into it right now yeah. about what, why do you believe that you're a twin flame, what do you know about twin flames, and, you know, share that. <laughs> this is where this conversation is going, from rooms yeah. to twin flames to everything. Yeah. yeah. You guys going to learn everything about me, like, in one in one sitting you guys this is like the big scoop on AD. Um, so yeah twin flames are divine beings that came onto this earth in order to um find each other so it's kind of one of those things where i'm just gonna go through the whole like i guess process um so it was told in plato's symposium um zeus cut in half two beings or beings or one being that was two it's kind of like two peas in a pod yes so two beings were split in half one was a female aspect and one was a male aspect and throughout their lifetimes these beings try to find each other and try to go or just go through all of these just cataclysmic things in order to find each other and once they do find each other once they become these enlightened beings in their own right and that's the one important thing about Twin Flames, it's that you have to be your own person. You mm-hmm. have to be one with yourself, and you have to love yourself for who you are completely before you can even 
think about being with your twin flame because once you're with your twin flame, you are that full and complete balanced being. Yeah. The male aspect and the female aspect. Right now in this incarnation, I am the female aspect. I'm mm -hmm. the female twin flame. But in another incarnation, maybe I am the female uh, twin flame, but maybe I was a male, mm -hmm. you know? But I would still have that female aspect inside of myself. But being a person in general, we always have this duality in our lives. Yeah. So I have both male aspects and female aspects within myself that come to balance each other out. Mm -hmm. And what twin flames are is a balance in general. We're here to balance not only each other, but also some aspect of the world. So um, basically, you know, it's Why one of those. Blushing, <laughs> it's just one of those, you know, life changing relationships <laughs> that, you know, you're up and you're down and you're separated with, you know, the separation and then the conjunction of the two alchemical processes. You come together, you split apart, you come, it's the rubber band effect. And then once you're finally at one with yourself, completely and absolutely once you're done all of the seven alchemical processes then and only then will you be uh, with your twin flame and in that moment you guys are there to fulfill your destiny whether it be to change the world or to have ch kids that change the world or anything like that and uh, once that happens you guys are in your last lifetime and you are meant to live and die and never be reborn again you will be um you know complete and balanced beings you don't need to come back um so yeah it's um it's it's definitely a process yeah. <laughs> so it, i mean and that's why they say a lot of times that the twin flames you'll never be together because you're not ready to you you haven't learned all your lessons mm -hmm. i mean if not in this lifetime then in the next but you yeah. never know when that's yeah, gonna happen yeah but it's you know there could be you know, 90 lifetimes, 9,000 lifetimes, it doesn't, it, you know, you never know. Mm -hmm. But So if you meet somebody that you have this amazing, crazy, like, ridiculous kind of Scary. connection, connection <laughs> with, you know, uh, it's, it's just about what can you learn from it? What mm -hmm. can you learn from yourself? And that the more that you come in contact, the more that you know how much closer, or how, how more down the evolution process you are. Yes, exactly, exactly. It's all about a learning process regardless of whether or not like you can't be fixated on being with your twin flame no. because that'll keep you down you have to be fixated on elevating yourself and the lessons that you learn from this process or from any process in your life it's all about the lessons and the growth absolutely because even in it even if it, you're you don't end up with them you're you, even if you do end up with them right mm -hmm. it's it's about how, how it's still your journey yeah you know and where are you in that evolution where are you in that evolving where how can you become a better you how can you contribute more to society to yourself mm -hmm. to the world and the more that you think along those lines the more that that opens you up because you can't be dependent right because if you're dependent then you create that codependency and the codependency is not a is not a whole that's mm -hmm. not a whole. That's coming from lack. That's coming from I need to be filled. Right. And that's quite the opposite of what you're saying. You need to be full and then attract and then the two fulls can be together. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But again, it's a hard process and it makes you feel like, you know, 
you're being punched in the face or punched in the gut a couple times before you know anything really truly happens you can't expect anything to happen and you can't expect anything not to happen but it doesn't kill us makes us stronger yes you're <laughs> so strong and the more that the more that you get punched in the gut the more you're like you climb out of the hole i'm ready to do this and then you get buff arms right yeah, yeah. we're up. all strong yeah. oh, amazing so Tell um, everybody a little bit more about, um, do we have the date set? I think we moved it to yeah, January. Yeah, so we moved class. it to January. Um, it's good because now um, no one has any scheduling conflicts um, with the holidays and things like that. The holidays are over and we'll have it in January, so that'll be really good. Do we have the dates on that? Do you remember? Yeah, I think it starts on January 7th, which is a Monday. January okay. 7th? Yes. It's January 7th. <laughs> and then it'll be five weeks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, And then where can people find you? I know you have your YouTube channel, but I'm sure that you have a website too. So. Yeah, so um, I'm actually working on a website now, but I have a YouTube channel as well as a weekly newsletter that goes through like everything that I'm doing at the same time. So like when this podcast comes out, I'll have that in there, my Instagram posts, um, any blog posts that I create, um, any crazy wild things happening um, in my mind, as well as um, symbols of the week. I kind of dive into different symbols and which is also a specialty of mine and um, tell you guys just like how to interpret interpret certain symbols what they mean and everything like that Um, as well as little witchy tips and things so you can sign up for my newsletter which the link is on my YouTube channel we'll put the link in in, uh, here too yeah and then uh, what's your YouTube channel? My YouTube channel is youtube.com slash c slash aad which is e-a-d-i-g and we'll put that link in there too. Make it easy on everybody. Yeah. But just in case people are just listening to this, it's a, you know, there for you too. If you had to leave everybody with one last thing, what would you leave one? Oh, that's hard. Woo-hoo. Oh God, putting me on the spot. Um, whatever comes to your mind. Now, be one with yourself. Oh, and there we go. Yes, accept yourself for who you are. Because if you accept yourself for who you are and love yourself for who you are, then you allow others to love you as well. Oh. that's good that's amazing thank you for joining us thank you it's great talking to you and i can't wait i love i love liberate and we can't wait to have you here in january 7th since i didn't know the date since i'm bad (laughs) rebecca has to whisper it in the background it's okay everybody i forget everything it's okay (laughs) Um, but yeah so i We'll have you again, I'm sure, too, since it sounds yeah, like you have definitely. a plentiful uh, list of topics. So if anybody's interested in any other of the topics that we talked about, we can do a whole podcast just on those, covering more in depth. But cool. also, you know, um, thank you for joining. If you like this, please, you know, rate us and make a comment. Uh, it really helps other people finding our, our podcast, podcast a little bit better. So thank you. And until next time. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>